Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel. She's broadcasting from home today. We're here with the entire About Mansfield news team, and we thank you for being here. We're up now to episode 36, and coming up on this episode, Mansfield news, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Brooklyn Pie and Cafe. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. MISD gears up for in-person learning. The COVID-19 epidemic appears to continue its declining trend in Mansfield. Downtown Group launches its first parklet. City offers to replace your broken or missing cleanout cap for free. In sports. Friday Night Lions returns September 24th. Let's take a look at who plays who in the Mansfield ISD season openers. Man, it's hot out there, but we've got unfinished business on the patio. I'm home improvement specialist Terry Radswin, and we'll get out there in the Ask Terry segment. Alexa's here with the seven-day weather forecast, and we will talk in studio about health and wellness, dolphins, and the American Revolution in studio with Dr. Joseph Adams. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. Hey, Mansfield. Did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness, that's WISE, W-Y-S-E, Wellness, on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family, and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local, as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hi, this is John with Pool-Aid, your local pool care specialist. We here at Pool-Aid would like you to know that coronavirus cannot be transmitted in pool water, so it is safe to use your pool or spa, just not for a pool party. For now, let's keep the swimming to our family that live in your house. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at PoolAid.net. That's PoolAid.net. We're here for you. Hi, I'm School Board President Karen Marcucci, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. Mansfield ISD plans to offer in-person classes five days a week at all MISD campuses. The school district assures that in-person classes will include additional health and safety precautions in alignment with local health protocols. Families who've registered for in-person learning will begin attending classes at their campus on Tuesday, September 8th with precautions such as 
All students and staff will be screened for COVID-19 symptoms regularly, and individuals who present with symptoms will be separated and sent home. Social distancing will be adhered to as much as instructionally possible. Districts and schools will be required to comply with the governor's executive order with regard to wearing masks. PPE and face masks will be purchased and provided for use as needed. Hand sanitizer will be placed in every classroom and in highly trafficked areas. Each teacher's classroom will also be stocked with products to clean and sanitize desks, chairs, doors, and handles throughout the day. Plexiglass shields will be in place for all reception, attendance, and counseling counters at all campuses and other facilities of the district. Some classes may take place in non-traditional classroom spaces to allow for social distancing as required, and students will not be able to congregate in large groups when outside the classroom. The MISD website has detailed information and in-depth protocols and procedures for in-person instruction, for general health and safety, screening protocols, school arrival and dismissal, student recess and activities, and much more. To view these protocols, log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. The COVID-19 epidemic appears to continue to decline in Mansfield. About Mansfield's roving science reporter Dennis Webb has the story. Thanks, Steve. Spread of the virus appears to be on a decline this past week. One reminder, as a city in Tarrant County, we were all still under County Judge Glenn Whitley's executive order declaring a local public health disaster for the county. A few days ago, he extended the disaster declaration until the end of November. Judge Whitley and his public health team does not think we have beaten the virus yet. On Monday, August 31, 2020, Tarrant County reported 971 Mansfieldians as having tested positive, 830 are estimated to have recovered, and 22 citizens have died since the start. Of these 917 total cases, we had 54 new cases this past week. A little up from the previous week, but well below the prior two weeks' very high numbers. We had one new COVID-19 death in Mansfield this past week. A typical week during the epidemic, but still a tragedy for that family. On Monday, the county estimated that there are 141 active cases in Mansfield. That is, 141 fellow citizens who could pass the virus to another citizen if they're not quarantining. This measurement continues a steady decline, another good thing. We have no new cases in the small part of Mansfield that is in Ellis or Johnson counties. These declines are a really good sign that our behavior is putting the brakes on the spread of the virus, with simple actions working, and we have to keep it up to get down near zero. In the words of our state and county leaders, when you're out and about, keep your distance from other people and wear a mask, wash your hands a lot, avoid crowds, and if you're old or sick like me, stay at home as much as you can. It's not yet time to let down our protective measures. We heard from a listener who wanted more information on context than my simple COVID reports have offered so far. Last week, I discussed who is getting tested and what the numbers mean. Today, I will talk about hospitalization numbers and what they mean. We don't get hospitalization data at the Mansfield level, but Tarrant County provides several county-wide indicators indicative of our local conditions. Hospitalizations and fatality statistics are about the most locally sourced information we have on the epidemic. Hospitalization statistics flow from local hospitals who are managing care for each patient to the public health team 
who analyze and report summaries, and death certificates are a formal county document with a degree of law-mandated accuracy and oversight. This contrasts with testing results, where most of the data originates in local branches of nationwide lab chains, managed in centralized national databases, and reported back to the states who later share the data with the counties. That's a lot of handoffs between databases, and it has led to errors. Every day, the county reports how many beds across hospitals in the county hold a COVID-19 sufferer citizen, and how many regular beds and ventilators are empty if they had an overwhelming demand like happened in New York City. This demand has not happened here, largely because of the county declaration and its onerous terms that are working. From these numbers, here has been the trend. In February, we had no fellow citizens reported to be in the hospital with the virus. This was before we had any testing or started to watch trends in the hospital resources. The numbers steadily increased, hovering at about 150 hospitalized citizens each day through April and into early May. To clarify, this is how many people were in the hospital at the end of the day before not how many had been admitted that day. And many patients spend multiple days in the hospital. The month of May saw a slow growth to a peak of 250 and a slow decline for a few weeks. However, July saw a steep, smooth rise to peak at 700 citizens in the hospital each day, followed by a decline to today's 221. Back to where we were in May, a very good thing, though we're not at single digits yet. How many of these are severe cases? I can't really tell from the current county report, but for a couple months, the county reported between 20 and 25 percent of the county's hospitalized patients were in the ICU. Some analysis. Hospitalization is a lagging indicator of an epidemic. Say you catch the virus today. If you get symptoms in a few days, you may go to a doctor and get tested. For most people, their doctor will tell them to go home and quarantine with medication, and most get better. A few get worse and later have to go to a hospital for a few days. Some stay in the hospital for weeks. So, of the 221 citizens in the hospital today, some arrived today, some have been there a few days, and a few have been for a few weeks. So, these numbers represent people who caught the virus over a period of a month or two. This smear across time makes the number hospitalized kind of a limited measurement of how the epidemic is today. But any trend in increasing or decreasing is a signal from the epidemic. The reason we get to watch these numbers on the Tarrant County website is because they built this daily reporting, an unprecedented reporting chain, I think during the month of April, for a somewhat narrower purpose than public health analysis and public information. Seeing what happened in New York City, the county and its hospitals knew they needed to have plans for resource sharing and adding more beds before they were needed. One of the measurements the county on the county website that I watch is called Available Beds. That's how many beds are available today if a bunch of people show up needing them. During the scary rise from 180 citizens in beds to 700 in July, the available beds was always above 1,300. They could net tomorrow or today accommodate 1,300 new patients without skipping a beat. Someone is managing the margin in case the New York scenario hits us. Unlikely today, but not impossible. Next week, we'll discuss the grim business of mortality statistics. We welcome any listener questions. I would love to talk about something other than the virus. Reporting from the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Thank you, Dennis. If you have a science-related question, you can reach out to Dennis by email at info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. Strolling on Main Street with a cup of coffee and a scone just got a little bit cooler as Downtown Mansfield Incorporated, or DMI, 
launched its first parklet last week, a shaded seating area that takes up one curbside parking space. Ann Smith is the vice president of DMI and explains the concept. The same way an eaglet is a little eagle, a parklet is a little park. They are usually designed to fit inside one parking place, sometimes two. The biggest one I've read about is actually 60 feet long, but ours is not that. A parklet is not a new concept, but it is in the eyes of Mansfield. They've been around for about 10 years, started in California. There are a lot of them in Deep Ellum, lots of pictures of Dallas parklets where restaurants have expanded their seating out. Especially during COVID times, people want to spread out a little bit more, have a coffee with some room in between. So that's what we've done in downtown Mansfield. Ours is not in front of a restaurant. No food service or beverage service is permitted in them, according to the city rules. But you can still bring your own food or beverage out. The parklet is located at 126 North Main Street in front of Ann's husband's office, that being optometrist Dr. Robert Smith. It may not be a restaurant, but it is just a few steps away from Flying Squirrel Coffee and Andy Mac Candy Store. Some people had some questions about giving up whatever they view as a prime parking place in front of their business. And my husband and I had no such problems. We look at these parking places as though they belong to everyone. And we are perfectly happy to host the first parklet on the east side. And what about the west side? We've got the design almost complete to put one on the west side. We're doing fundraising right now. Uh, We're hoping to make it a double wide, so it'll be two parking places. Place it over in front of Dirty Job Brewing, where they do have a lot of people who want to have a beer or a pizza and spread out and visit and hang out for a while. So as soon as we get to that trigger point on the money, we'll be ready to build it. And donating is just a mouse click away. It's very easy. We have a website, downtownmansfield.org, and the first thing you're going to see is how to donate to a parklet. So the next time you find yourself on Main Street, stop by the parklet, take a little breather before moving on to your next destination. The City of Mansfield is offering to replace your broken or missing clean-out cap at no cost to you. A clean-out is a vertical pipe that connects your home's plumbing system to the underground sewer system. The vertical lines connect to a main horizontal clean-out PVC pipe, and that pipe has a removable cap in the event that you or your plumber need to access the sewer line. The clean-out cap can be hidden in a flower bed or right out on your lawn near the front of the house. A properly installed clean-out cap prevents rainwater from entering the sewer system, keeps leaves, grass, and other debris out of the line, and protects your home from rodents and insects that might enter via the sewer line. If your clean-out cap is broken or missing, the Water Utilities Department will replace it at no charge. There's an online form to fill out, but you don't need to be home when it's replaced. We have a link to the form on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the Links tab. Let's check sports. Here's Tommy Cummings. The high school football season openers for Mansfield ISD teams are getting closer. Workouts start September 7th. Lake Ridge and Timberview kick off their seasons September 24th, a Thursday at Vernon Newsom Stadium. Kickoff is at 7 that evening. At Newsom on the 25th, next day, a Friday, will be Legacy against Trophy Club Byron Nelson at 7. 
Meanwhile, down west on Broad Street at R.L. Anderson Stadium, Summit will be scrimmaging against Keller. That starts at 6 o'clock. Mansfield High will take on Arlington High at Globe Life Park on the 25th at 7 o'clock. September 7th is also the date that Mansfield ISD volleyball teams will start their workouts with their regular season starting the next week. If you like softball, Big League Dreams is having Labor Day tournaments this weekend. The Southern Collegiate Sports Big League Dreams Exposer Warm-Up Starts Saturday with 16 and 18 under teams. This tournament is an opportunity for college coaches to get a look at potential recruits. Also playing this weekend will be U-Triple-S-A DFW fastball tournaments for girls under 10, under 12, and under 14. That's it for sports in Mansfield. If you have any sports news, let us know. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Tommy Cummings. It's time right now for the Ask Terry Do-It-Yourself Home Improvement feature. Terry is our resident home improvement specialist and answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? Thanks, Steve. We're continuing this week with part two of the answer to Dana's question from the last episode of About Mansfield, which was, we have a small steel gazebo in the backyard and are thinking about having a bigger patio built. What recommendations or tips do you have? How can we do it right without breaking the bank? Is it a good investment over redoing floors? Last week, we dealt with the investment issue. This week, we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of the patio itself. Dana, I'm assuming from the wording of your question that it's a concrete patio we're talking about rather than a deck. And you mentioned that you have an existing gazebo, which prompts the first question I'd ask you before throwing out any suggestions I'd have to offer. Is the gazebo staying or going? It's a question worth pondering, because the structure might scale out too small relative to the size of the new pad. Assuming that the gazebo stays, now we can talk about the patio itself. You said you were thinking about having a bigger patio built. Does that mean that you're going to tear up the existing patio and start fresh? That's one option, but you also mentioned not breaking the bank. To me, that means keeping whatever serviceable structure is there and expanding on it. Obviously, the most cost-effective way to create the larger space is through the do-it-yourself route. If you go that way, you've got some serious soul-searching and self-evaluation to do as regards your mad construction skills. Concrete always seems like a pretty easy project to do at first blush. You just form it and pour it like making mud pies, but doing something larger than a walkway or some garden edging takes more planning, more willing and able bodies, and larger and more specialized tools. If you're not experienced with doing a big concrete pour, that might be a project best left to a pro. A more do-it-yourselfer friendly way to get your expanded patio space might be by using concrete paving stones. You've got a lot of options these days. You're not stuck using those big 12-inch by 12-inch or 16 by 16 blocks that our parents and grandparents used. You've got some great choices that look like brick or real stone, and there are even some out there that look like the large format rectangular tiles and wood-look tile planks that are very popular for use inside the house right now. They're just thicker and heavier than tile. You go through a similar forming process to poured concrete, and you've got to build a good, level, stable base with crushed stone rather than just spreading play sand over the lawn, as was often done in the past. But the results can be stunning and can usually be gotten at a lower cost than having concrete poured by a pro. It's hard work, but you can achieve a truly unique look by combining different types of pavers in the same surface. Now I'm going to throw a rock into all the gears that are moving right now. We talked about return on investment last week, and here's something to think about. 
A wood deck can actually recover about 75% of its cost when it comes time to sell the home, making it a better investment than a patio. Decks are a bit more versatile than a patio as well, because it's easier to create different levels and spaces within the project with wood or composite decking than it is with masonry projects. To build a multi-level patio with concrete or pavers would require a fair amount of earth moving, which increases the labor cost for certain and possibly the material cost if you have to have dirt trucked in. The downside to building a deck right now is that lumber costs are the highest I've seen in over 30 years in this business. And availability is pretty spotty as well, particularly for pressure-treated lumber and cedar, which is what most decks around Mansfield are built with. Again, the choice is yours as always, but I just wanted to give you that bit of information about cost recovery. Dana, I do hope I was able to give you a little clarity on what can be a complicated project. Thanks again for the questions. I've got some news to share with all of you as well. The Ask Terry segment now has its own pages on Facebook and Twitter that you can follow. I'll be sharing home improvement news and information with you guys on these pages, and you'll now be able to post or tweet your questions to me. Or, if you prefer, you can still email them as well. On Facebook, we're at Ask Terry AM Podcast with no spaces. And on Twitter, we're at Ask Terry AM Pod. Easy to remember, easy to use, and interactive even. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Home Improvement Specialist, Terry Radswin. If you have a home improvement question, you can send an email to askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Terry will be back next week with another home improvement question. Monday is Labor Day. Let's see if the weather's going to cooperate for your safely social distanced backyard barbecue. Alexa? Weather alert for Mansfield. There's a flash flood watch in effect until Thursday, September 3rd, 7 a.m. The forecast for the next seven days. Expect stormy weather through Thursday, with clouds on Friday and Saturday. On Sunday and Monday, it should be sunny. Daytime highs will range between 86 and 96 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Tuesday. According to the Tarrant Regional Water District, your lawn does not need water this week. Recent rainfall allows most sprinklers to stay off this week. Two to four inches of widespread rain is expected through Wednesday evening in the region. To see a map of watering recommendations for North Texas, log on to waterisawesome.com. That's a look at news and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, send us an email, news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Just a reminder to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. The easiest way is to log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the Follow Podcast by Email heading on the homepage. And if you own an Amazon device, listening is as easy as saying, Alexa, play the About Mansfield podcast. You can also ask Siri to play the About Mansfield podcast on Apple devices. Just a quick programming note, Campaign 2020 in Mansfield is ramping up with interviews of all of our local candidates. We will be airing interviews starting with the school board, then the city council, and concluding with the race for mayor. It's Campaign 2020 starting in just a couple of weeks right here on the About Mansfield podcast. Coming up after the break, when we switch from news to talk, we'll talk in studio with Dr. Joseph Adams. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and the entire news team. Team, and this is about Mansfield. 
It has literally carved the landscape of the planet itself. Yet beyond its beauty and its grace, it is essential to life itself. Water, it's awesome. Enjoy it, just don't waste it. Visit waterisawesome.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities and can even help market your podcast. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located in Mansfield for more information on starting your podcast or looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Again, that's podcastmansfield.com. Due to COVID-19, the record amount of unemployment and loss of health benefits to Mansfield area residents has been staggering. I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center. There's never been a more critical time for the Mission Center to offer essential services. During the pandemic, the Mission Center has assisted hundreds of Mansfield area families with financial assistance, employment help, food, and or medical care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, Mansfield Mission Center is here for you. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the switch from news to talk. And here in the studio today, we have a, uh, uh, I'm going to say a young man because he, he appears to be young. <laughs> yes. Although he is a, uh, he's a doctor, so he, he can't be that young. <laughs> he is a doctor here, a doctor of chiropractic in, based in downtown Mansfield. Uh, Dr. Joe Adams, Joseph Adams, welcome to About Mansfield. Thanks for having me, Steve. First of all, can I call you Joe? Yeah, of course. Okay. You are Joe. Dr. Joseph Adams, the second, if I recall. Correct. Yep. We're going to find out about you. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to high school? Uh, why did you take the path to chiropractic? And, and so, Joe, where'd you grow up? Well, a lot of different places, but I started my journey out in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I wasn't born there, but spent most of my life living in that region. And you moved around... Military family, or or what? What made you move so much? So I was born in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and then I moved to Winston Salem, North Carolina, and then I spent you know let's say about uh, thirteen years there, and then I moved to Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, to play uh, college level tennis. And then from there, I came back to Winston Salem, and then came out to Texas, back to Hilton Head. And back to Texas. Are you still involved with tennis? I am not. Because you got my attention that <laughs> I, I'm a member of USTA oh, okay. and I'm, I, I was a 4.0 at one point, which was about the highest I got. Uh, currently a 3.5, which I guess is pretty average. It's pretty good. It's pretty average. <laughs> <laughs> and have, uh, have competed in, in tournaments, uh, USTA tournaments through the country club. But yeah, you caught my attention. Anyone who played college tennis, though, is is a little above my pay grade. You would, you enjoyed playing tennis, though. I absolutely love tennis. It's been years since I played. I think a big part of it was just kind of the heartbreak of everything I went through because I was playing at Vandermeer uh, Training Academy on Hilton Head Island, and so we spent like three hours a day on the court, and then you know like mm-hmm. an hour in the gym, and we went to school for probably only about four hours. 
Are you aware of the, the Mansfield Area Tennis Association, MATA? I had no idea that was even going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They play every Sunday. It's a, it, more of a social type thing, although there are some really, really good players. Uh, the guy who owns this building also plays, and he is very, very good. Every Sunday uh, when they're in season, they're about to start the next season, and they play at Legacy High School um, Sundays at 2, and we're always looking for players. Ooh, I'm interested. <laughs> if I get out there, I'd be like a two at this point, though. <laughs> I don't think there is a two rating. Yeah, yeah, no. I'll make it. <laughs> uh, all right. So you, uh, all right. So you're out in, in uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You went to college there. What was the college again? Went to University of South Carolina at Beaufort. What was your major? Biology and history. Did you know when you were in college th- that you were headed toward? chiropractic? No, I didn't. At the time, I was very interested in veterinary medicine. What made you change that path? Really bad allergies. Uh, allergic to cats and dogs? or Mostly just cats. They got so bad that um, you know I would have like an allergy attack at work, and we would literally like inject me with Benadryl because it was getting... You know, they're so severe. And because people don't have the dander that cats do, you decided to go fix people instead of uh, animals. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I, just, I decided that I wanted to work with my hands as well. And so, you know, it was a long road, actually, between veterinary medicine to chiropractic. There was a lot of um, art in between and fabrication and design. So I kind of did a roundabout back into healthcare. Art, fabrication, and design, and you like to work with your hands. That kind of goes into uh, a, a little bird told me that you do some iron work, and, and your dad was a sculptor. Yeah. Does that play in the, the fact that you, you, you're working with, with metal and you like to work with your hands? That goes hand in hand with working with people. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it definitely does. I think that, you know, I used to sculpt, you know, metal and wood. And now in a way, I kind of sculpt people. What are some of the things now that you've got me interested in art? uh, Some of the things that you've done with metal? I've done fountains, furniture, gates, railings, balconies, and even some projects for National Institutes of Health. Are you for hire? Not officially right now. And some of your work is there in your home? Oh, yeah. That's pretty much what all I do now is my wife has got an endless list of projects for me to make furniture (laughs) and then so do her friends and then my in-laws. So that keeps me pretty busy and it's really enjoyable to do it not for profit now. Is there a piece that you've created that you that's your favorite? That's it's like okay, this I I still can't believe I made this, or this is this is my showpiece. At one point, I had access to a lot of English saddles, yeah, and I took a English saddle and then created a base for it to make a stool, but the legs were shaped anatomically like the muscles that you would see in a horse, and so I thought that was one of the most unique things that I had ever done. When did you move to Mansfield? And and what brought you to Mansfield? Oh, okay. So I, I moved to Mansfield about three years ago. Okay. And my wife brought me to Mansfield because she is military, and they wound up in this region um, at the end of her dad's uh tours. And so we came down here a lot when we were in chiropractic college because we met there. And I just really liked it. It was it was more of like a feel to it. There's a feel that I loved about Mansfield. And so we looked at all the different places we could open a practice and, you know, crunched the numbers, did all the logical things. But at the end of the day, you know, the feel of Mansfield's what brought me here. And you came to Mansfield from 
At the time, we were living up in Capel. Okay. And that's where you met Jordan, your wife? Yes. Yeah. I met her in Capel in chiropractic school. Okay. So now you have a, uh, you have a practice in downtown Mansfield. Correct. Is there a name that goes along with the practice? Or? Yes. It's Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. Calibration? Yep. Calibration. Chiro- chiropractic. What is something that people might not know about you? Probably the veterinary aspect, I would say. You know, I spent six years in veterinary medicine. I started out as a kennel tech, you know, just cleaning kennels at like a boarding facility and moved all the way up to managing a um, very large veterinary facility. And I loved my time in that. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people would, would know that about me. So I'm very um, animal savvy and I, I love all animals. And right now I only have one dog and it's killing me. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're a lover of animals. Uh, yep. So if you uh, in your next life were to come back as an animal, what would what would that be? Dolphin. A dolphin. Yeah. And, and why? It's the ocean. I mean, the ocean is amazing. I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm a scuba diver. Um, you know, if I had, you know, endless free time, I would probably be diving, you know, paddle surfing, swimming. And so I'd get that. And then dolphins are also very intelligent. And so I feel like that, you know, I would get to use a lot of my intellect still, you know, if mm-hmm. I was a, a dolphin. And then they're also very loving. So they're like one of the only animals that takes care of it. There's sick or wounded. Did you get to the ocean much when you lived in South Carolina? Oh yeah. I was right there, you know, on the island. So every weekend I was literally in the ocean all the time. Do you surf, body surf? Uh, so stand up paddleboard and okay. body surf. Yeah. And, you know, boating, all of that. If you had limitless energy and enhanced mental acuity, what would you do with that? I would learn constantly. We had a, a, a lady on last week. She's the, the president of the school board, uh, the MISD school board. She, okay. was, she was on the show last week, and her, ba- her answer was basically the same thing. She's constantly, constantly learning and learning and learning. And if I recall, you're, you're still in school right now because you're working on a master's degree. That is correct. Even though you have a doctorate in chiropractic, which is a, a DC. Mm-hmm. You're still, what is your, uh, what are you going for for a master's? I'm getting a master's in clinical neuroscience currently. And explain that to the layperson like uh, me and everyone else that's listening to this podcast. So what it basically is, is a study of the central nervous system and all the associated disorders that one could have, you know, if they had a problem, you know, like Parkinson's, muscle sclerosis, and even, you know, weird things, uh, neurological conditions that people can have. And then the way to treat those without drugs or, or surgery. And usually that's done with therapy and traditionally, uh, um, chiropractic has always had a big role in treating those type of conditions, and we're learning more about that now. You know, it's one of the things that I, I've been a, a patient of several chiropractors, uh, not only here in Texas, but back in California as well. And the one thing that I, I really like about chiropractic is the the difference between holistic health and, and medicine health, and that chiropractic uh, is, is you're looking for the source of the pain versus prescribing medicines and masking the pain. And that's one thing that I, I really like about going to a chiropractor. Uh, that and and I love being adjusted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The rolling tables and... and I really love going to a chiropractor. It's a really fun profession to be involved in for that reason. 
What's the one thing you wish you'd known before you started your career? That's a good one. I would have to say that healthcare is complicated. So, you know, being healthy is actually quite simple. But, you know, once you enter the healthcare system and you're trying to get a condition, you know, fixed or resolved, it's not always a straight road. And I think most people can identify with that. So I wish I would have realized how complicated it can be to help people heal. And that's one of the reasons that I decided to go back and get a master's and particularly in neurosciences because the brain is one of the, you know, overarching or, you know, controlling factors of health. And sure. so I really thought that would be a good place to start. It's kind of a tough time right now for doctors that we're in the midst of a pandemic. And I would assume that's affected your business. So how's, how's, how are things going? You know, it's just been really stressful on, you know, not only me as a caretaker, um, you know, just trying to keep people safe through all of this. But on the other side of that, it's been incredibly stressful for a lot of our population um, in the practice and those that are coming in, because a lot of people now are having, you know, stress-related conditions. And a lot of people don't realize that if you're under stress for long periods of time, there are detrimental effects to that, and it can lead to conditions that, you know, are not normally uh, seen or known about. So you may have people who have blood pressure shoots up now because of the pandemic or having anxiety or panic attacks or migraines or, you know, maybe even heart, um, you know, palpitations and chronic pain, all these things are, are starting to pop up now in people as a direct result of just the stress of the situation, not the virus itself, but the stress of the virus. Because they have to change their lifestyle because now they're working at home. Uh, now the kids are, are going to school at home. And so all of these different symptoms, um, and again, you said heart and what are some of the other warning signs that people should be aware of when it comes to stress? So a lot of times people who are under chronic stress, you know, aren't able to sleep well, right? Um, they may notice that their blood pressure is starting to rise um, slowly. Their pulse rate is starting to rise. Maybe they feel a little more clammy than usual, like their hands are, are feeling a little wet. Um, they may also notice that they feel a little cold um, when they normally shouldn't be cold. So a lot of these um, symptoms are what we're seeing in our patients right now. And just weird stuff that doesn't make any sense, right? A lot of times when you have weird things that no one else can figure out, it, it comes down to like a stress dominance because your hormones are out of balance mm -hmm. and that can do all sorts of things. An example of a weird thing would be so some of the weirdest stuff that you know I see is um, you know, numbness and tingling in certain regions of the body. Um, also, you know, digestive issues that aren't explainable by you know any other means, or you know, eye issues like eye twitching, or you know, yeah. like you know, not really necessarily migraines or headaches, but some things like that. If someone's always tired. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're, if you're like chronic fatigue, yeah. you know, all of these things. What are some suggestions if someone is experiencing 
these symptoms? What, uh, what, what are some suggestions on, on how to deal with the stress? Some of the best coping mechanisms are, you know, to make sure that you're making time to relax, right? And that just depends on the person. So some people may be like a, a walk, you know, at night to calm everything down. Some people may be uh, breathing exercises or, you know, reading a book or just making time for yourself would be one. The other thing would be to make sure that they're getting plenty of sunlight, you know, going out and getting vitamin D exposure. Also making sure that they're stretching their body because, you know, if you have a lot of tension in your body, then that can also fire up the stress centers of the brain and eliminating exposure to a lot of blue light that our electronics put out these days. Because that blue light, especially from computers, phones and fluorescent lights is really irritating to the stress centers of the brain. All these things just rev you up and we need to kind of put a damper on that stuff. Everything that's in my studio. Yeah, pretty it's, much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, LED lights. LED also, lights are usually really good. Yeah. Oh, are good. It's fluorescent, okay. so you got to watch out for. Gotcha. I've got the computer behind me. I'm always on my phone. Although we do have four very bright LED lights in LED here. Lights, so, yeah. the, so those aren't bad. No, they're not bad. Okay. So only two thirds of my <laughs> of my surroundings. Are, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your wife just had a baby. Congratulations. Thank you. And is this your first? It's our second child. And uh, boy or girl? Girl. And her name is? Madison. How'd you pick the name Madison? So we have a theme in our family for the children that we bring in this world, and we've chosen to go after American revolutionaries in a way. So our first uh, son's name is Sam Adams. Okay. And so we chose that for him because, you know, without Sam Adams, we wouldn't have his country because he really started, you know, the, the revolution. And we wouldn't have a great beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then we did something similar with our, our daughter. Um, we really liked uh, James Madison, so we reversed it and did Madison James Adams. Her middle name is James. Yep. That is awesome. My son's middle name is James. He's the elder of, the, of our two kids. But then we always call my daughter Sophia James, even though it's Sophia Esther. It was always Daniel James, Sophia James. I think that's awesome that your your daughter's middle name is James. That is very, very cool. So you have Sam Adams and Madison James. Are you a fan of early American history? So I was a history major as well in undergrad. So I've really enjoy history in general. I think some of the, the most interesting history is um, the American Revolution and just how we became a country is, is so fascinating to me. And so that was one of the biggest reasons we chose that. And we're just big believers in freedom. If there's a third child, have you already picked out someone else? No, we have not. I don't, I'm, I don't think we're going to have a third child. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to pry too close. No, but, no, no, no. But uh, have you seen Hamilton? I have not. I've heard it's amazing, though. And I heard it's on like Disney now. It's or on something. Disney Plus. Yeah. I've seen it twice. And I highly, highly recommend it if you're going to watch it, especially. I'd say maybe the second time you watch it, watch it with subtitles. These words come so fast. It's like, okay, first I just want to get the feel for it, so do it without subtitles. Come back maybe about a week later and watch it with subtitles. You definitely get more out of it the second time around as you're reading the the words as they're uh, they're being sung. We're going to put that on our list. There you go. Disney Plus. Where can people find out about your chiropractic office and, and... how to contact you? 
So you can go to our website, it's calibrationmansfield.com, or you can find us on Facebook at Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. We're also on Instagram under the same name. Give the website again, Calibration. Calibrationmansfield.com. Calibrationmansfield.com. You're located in downtown Mm -hmm. Mansfield, just off of Main Street. And Hunt. And Hunt. So uh, South Main. South Main, correct. What's your favorite ice cream? Oh, coffee. Coffee? Yeah, coffee flavored ice cream. Okay. Any particular brand? No. Dr. Joseph Adams, if you're a listener to the podcast, you know that the end of the interview, we do the lightning round. Oh, this sounds interesting. Oh, yes. And it's very simple. Whatever comes to mind, you spit it out. And, okay. and this actually gives the listeners a, a really good opportunity to, to find out who you are personally. So, day or night? Day. Plane or train? Plane. Plane or road trip? Road trip. Snow ski or water ski? Water ski. Pizza or taco? Taco. Rain or sunshine? Sunshine. Speakers or earbuds? Earbuds. Talk or text? Talk. Would you rather teach or learn? Teach. What's your favorite ice cream? Coffee. Coffee. You're consistent. (laughs) (laughs) You can find Dr. Joseph Adams again, uh, Calibration Chiropractic on South Main Street at Hunt. You can find him on the internet at calibrationmansfield.com. And uh, Joseph Adams, uh, thanks for being here on About Mansfield, telling us all about you. And we appreciate the, uh, the conversation. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thank you. We'll be right back. Hey, Mansfield, did you know that cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can explain the differences and help guide you to your perfect CBD match. Wise Wellness carries a wide range of products, including oils, topicals, and edibles. For location and contact information, visit our website at wisewell.com. That's wise, W-Y-S-E, well.com. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical dental eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. It's time right now for listener comments. Daphna writes, I haven't listened to the latest podcast yet, but last week's episode was outstanding. Mansfield is lucky to have your podcast. I'm fortunate to live in a community, not Mansfield anymore, that has both a local weekly newspaper and a local radio station that is community-minded. Daphna, we miss you in Mansfield, and we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We welcome all feedback about the program, whether it's about a specific news story or a feature that you heard. Feel free to chime in by sending an email to comments at aboutmansfield.com, or you can dial us up on the phone at 817-435-2938. Again, that is 817-435-2938. 2938, we will read or play back some of your comments in a future episode. Congratulations to Ashley Williams, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What two businesses currently occupy the C.A. Smith building in historic downtown Mansfield? According to the book, The History of Mansfield, Texas, the two businesses that currently occupy the C.A. Smith Building, located at 126 North Main Street, are Dr. Robert A. Smith Optometry and Little Blue Goat. 
Ashley has won a $25 gift card to Jake's Burgers and Beer. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hey everyone, Nolan Ryan here. As we open Texas for business, we all need to work together in the fight against COVID-19. As Texans, we need to be responsible. We need to be smart. So when you leave the house, don't be a knucklehead. Wash your hands, socially distance yourself from others, and wear a mask. Do the right things. Look out for your fellow Texans, and together we'll make it through this. It is time right now for the highly coveted, yes, it's wildly popular, it's the trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Brooklyn Pie and Cafe, featuring a variety of authentic Italian dishes and pizza, as well as appetizers, salads, subs, and burgers. You can check out their menu at brooklynpiecafemenu.com. Let's get to this week's question. Colleen? Well, Steve, the subject of today's question grew up in Mansfield and began her education in Mansfield Elementary School. Upon completing high school in Fort Worth in 1921, she studied at Bishop College in Marshall, Texas, and earned her master's degree in education from the University of Colorado at Boulder. For 49 years, she served as an MISD teacher and principal for three generations of students and has a school named in her honor. This week's question is, who is the person I just described? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, name the person I just described. Good luck, and thanks to John at Brooklyn Pie for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, it's our usual array of news, talk, and information, including, per usual, a fascinating in-studio interview. The show will be released on Wednesday, September 9th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free, and it's easy. Just head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Home improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Sports, Tommy Cummings. Post-production editing, mixing and mastering, well, that's me. Thanks for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.